Number 11, Marco Reus, Borussia Dortmund. Joining me today on the BVB Buzz Podcast, you can follow him on Twitter at 1909Miami. He is BVB Miami. It is Mark. How are you doing today, buddy? Yes, sir. I'm doing pretty well, my friend. Uh, enjoying a nice Saturday Saturday morning here down in Miami. Oh, that's I'm getting ready for what's to come tonight with the Classico. Oh, it's going to be great. You know, we're going to be talking a little Borussia Dortmund here on the BVB Buzz Podcast. So happy to have you on. Obviously, we had you on the Saturday podcast. Now, as everyone knows, we're recording on Saturday. This will go up on Sunday, and we are a week away. We're a week away from the Super Cup, and I want to jump right into that. Who's in better shape right now when we both look at just the form of preseason friendlies? Is it Dortmund or is it Bayern? Because both teams haven't had the best uh, uh, of luck in preseason friendlies so far. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, both are in states right now where – you're optimistic. It's the start of a new season, but you're not extremely happy with the work that's been going on. But both are completely different cases. Um, in Bayern, you have league champions with Ancelotti. He's coming back. They're adding a couple pieces. But with Peter Boss coming in, it's a whole new coach, whole new not whole new philosophy, but it's a whole new mindset you have to deal with as the players. And it's going to take some time. Uh, if you're a Dortmund fan, you have to understand that this will take time. It's not going to just be like that from day one. It will take time for him to implement his philosophy. And if you look at his time at Ajax, it also did take some time at Ajax. And that was something that the fans were calling out for. They were saying, will it happen? Will it turn around? Will we get the type of football we want to get from him? And clearly we saw it eventually came in the Europa League. Mm -hmm. And the potential is there. So I just think we have to realize what we're going through right now. And we have to realize we're starting over all over again. The same thing two years ago with Tuchel. So... It is a preseason game at the end of the day, the Super Cup. Mm-hmm. So we just need to realize, we need to calm it down just in case things don't go our way. You know, Twitter is, yeah. we realize we have a lot of time to work with. It's it's a project. So we are in Bayern. It won't just be like that. We have to work for our stuff. <laughs> How did you become a Dortmund fan? Because obviously you're from Miami. Uh, there's, I would expect there to be a more South American presence and Spanish presence and the teams supported like, you know, the Real Madrid's and the Barcelona's. Mm-hmm. You would expect more of that. How does a guy like you from Miami become a Borussia Dortmund fan? I mean, you got to give me the 411 on this. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a surprise because when you see, when you're having a conversation, you see BVB Miami, and I'm like, how the hell did they get a Miami? How the heck did he come? Like, how did they get a Dortmund fan down in Miami? And I like, and how big is the Bundesliga down in Miami as well? To go with that question. Well, Miami soccer is very popular in Miami um, because of the Latin American influence, and it also has to do a lot with the younger generation, especially with the FIFA game being so popular right now. A lot of kids our age know soccer and get into soccer, and because of that, they've become fans of soccer. Mm-hmm. So. We all have different teams. We don't. All, we don't all want to pick Barcelona, Real Madrid. That's not fun. Um, so back in 2010, that was that World Cup was my first initial announcement to soccer. Was, wow. 
so many first impressions off that. Vuvuzelas, Vuvuzelas. Everyone, yeah, you probably you tournament. you probably yeah. thought everybody used Vuvuzelas after that. You're just <laughs> listening to that buzzing noise. You're like, do they do this at every game? Did you think that the Vuvuzelas? Uh, no, because I played soccer my whole life, so I just that was the first time I devoted myself to watching soccer and becoming a fan of the game from a television aspect rather than just playing it by myself. Mm-hmm. So it was cool seeing that, and like I said, my favorite players at the time were Fernando Torres and Diego Forlan, so I followed Chelsea loosely with Torres on the squad because that's all I knew at that point, mm-hmm. so I was learning everything about the, the leagues, how transfers worked, all that stuff. But then as Torres started fading, I realized that I'm not really a fan of Chelsea. I'm more of a fan of Fernando Torres. Mm-hmm. So I realized, all right, what, a, what team am I going to be a fan of? I have to choose. What am I going to do? So I looked over in Germany, and Jurgen Klopp was someone who I idolized already as a coach. And all the work he did, his tactics, his personality as a coach, everything. And I want to be a coach too, so he, he drew all my attention. And I looked at... Dorman's culture, their values, their ideas, like everything Dorman embodies as a club, and it just hit every point for me. I said, how could I not be a fan of this team? The, the passion that goes on in the city, uh, the fans, great fans, like the work the team, the, the work the team does back, because they know how how much they the city loves the team of Bruce Dorman and everything it embodies my cultural and my football values and. It doesn't help. I mean, it helps that they're pretty good, too. So I'm not going to be a fan of any just Swansea team. But, <laughs> like, the the whole vibe around it, like I said, that's what really got to me. And Jurgen Klopp was the, the nail in the coffin of my Dorman fandom. So back in 2011, that 5-2 Super Cup defeat against Bayern, mm-hmm. I saw that and I was like, this is my team. I know this is my team. So that's why I became a fan of them. And it's been all uphill from, from then. How is the Bundesliga in Miami? Like, do you guys go out to bars? Is there pubs that you guys go to? Because here in Chicago, we have all the pubs. We have certain pubs. Like, the Premier League clubs, they all have, like, their own little territories. It's kind of funny. It's kind of like they have their own little turf. Like, like Chelsea Chicago is the most disliked, you know, bar. Like, most disliked fan group in Chicago. And when they decided to move to their own bar and go to their own place, everybody that shared that pub with them, it was, like, Newcastle, Everton... There's like three or four of them, and they all rejoice. They're like, thank the Lord we got rid of these scumbags. I mean, I kid you not. There was like, they all tagged Chelsea Chicago in the tweet, and they were just railing on these guys. And it was really funny. So how does it work out? Do they have like, do you you guys have like a pub that are for Bundesliga, for the Premier League? How is that kind of scene down there in Miami? If a guy comes into town and wants to watch his team play, but he doesn't want to watch in his hotel room, where does he go? Is there a place like that? Um, the the main place for anything German is called Fritz and Franz. So when there's a, a big Der Klassiker, we go there. If there's big games, we go there. So, um, but unfortunately, we do have a lot of Spanish influence down here. Mm-hmm. So the Spanish league is the most popular. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the Premier League, too, competes with it. But uh, slotting into that third spot is the Bundesliga. We're right there. We're, we're getting up. So uh, That's good. We're making our name down, down here, yeah. Did it help having a guy like Chicharito play in the Bundesliga and Fox, that whole machine? Because there was a lot of Bayern Leverkusen on the last couple of years. Did it help the ratings down there and people watching more of the Bundesliga because Chicharito was playing in the Bundesliga? Oh, yeah. I'd imagine for sure they milked all they can out of that media tool because Fox did recently sign Bundesliga to that deal, and they needed a star to convert the fans they have from America to the Bundesliga. And what better way than... I mean, 
you think about it, they had two of the possible, the best people you can have, Chicharito and Pulisic. Yeah. So they know what they're doing over there in Germany and Fox. Um, certainly it was a good tool, but he's gone now to West Ham. So now it's more up to the league and the, the brand of football and what the Bundesliga puts out as a product to attach the fans and keep them going. And I think they won't have a problem with that at all. The Bundesliga is a fun league to watch. But there are other leagues that are fun to watch too, so we have to keep that in perspective mm-hmm. and keep working hard. One of my favorite players to watch in football is Usman Dembele. And I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. Dortmund player, he gets you off your seat. He does. He's one of those yeah. guys where you're like, you, you kind of creep. If you're sitting in a chair, you're on the edge of your chair. You're on the couch, you're almost off the couch. You're standing up, you're jumping in the air. This is the kind of player he is, and he excites me. What excites me today, we had an article on BVB Buzz. You guys can check that out on BVBBuzz.com or on Twitter at BVB Buzz about him talking about saying, I don't like the interest from Barcelona, and it doesn't interest me. I don't care about Barcelona. As a Dortmund fan, Mark, how happy does it make you feel that your star player comes out and says, Barcelona doesn't interest me? Uh, it certainly makes you happy because... You realize that he is once like one in a generation type talent, and he's 19, 20 years old. And like you said, every time he touches the ball, in your mind, he scores a Chilean or anything. Mm-hmm. He's that type of talent that he can do literally anything he wants with the ball. So any team in the world will be lucky to have him. And we do know the Barca interest, how much the media tried to get that going in the summer. But before he came, he did mention that he did want to play for Barcelona eventually in his career. And Dortmund is a stepping stone for that. So, personally, I know he will go one day. But just as a fan of my team and sport in general, I'm appreciating every second I can with them in a yellow jersey. Because it's something else, and it's something I'll show my kids. You see that guy there? He played for us one day. So, I, I just, I'll appreciate him for as long as he's with us. And I wish that guy all the best, because he's something else. He is really something else. The Bundesliga campaign is about a couple of weeks away. It starts on, I think, August 19th or July 29th when we record this, or about two, three weeks away, if my math is right. I'm probably not right, so it's okay. I'm a podcaster, not a mathematician. And there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of buzz because Bayern is kind of in this transitional phase right now. They're at that tail end of that of their stars like Ribéry and Robin and Vidal's up in age. So they're kind of at that end of their peak, but they might not be as good as they were a year or two ago. If there was a year that Dortmund could do the upsetting, if Dortmund got off to a good start, could this be Dortmund's year of winning the league, Mark? I know it's a very big what if, but if there was a time for Dortmund to really make that push and really put that title, you know, contending run together, would this be one of those years that you circle and say, this is probably our best chance to win one in because next year, Bayern are going to retool. It's a World Cup year. So all the German players that are going to want to take that step up are going to be willing to take that step up because it is a World Cup year. And they might make the move there. Do you think that this is, if we circle it on the calendar, we circle this right here. We were the circle year saying this is the year we should be targeting. Is this the Look, year? After seeing what Lester did, I will never say no one cannot win the league after that. Hmm. But from a more realistic perspective, it is tough because, I mean, Bayern just added Niklas Sula, Hannes Rodriguez, uh, Sebastian Rudy, all these players, Tolisso. So they did retool, and they retooled very well. 
Um, you look at a team like Leipzig, Bruma, Augustin. I'm a big fan of Augustin. So a lot of teams retooled, and they got a lot of players in, quality players. So, But so did Dortmund, and that's the most important thing. They addressed the defense, which was a big issue. I think we can address the outside back. I think that is a concern, but we did well enough in the market. We got Toprek and Zagadou, two people that will bolster the defense, make it tough, physical. And look, I think I think we can. Our squad is capable of winning the league. But like I said earlier, we are in the first year of the Bosch year, of the Bosch era. Mm-hmm. So we might not get off to that start that you were mentioning just because it's going to take time. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you. This is the year of all recent years that we could dethrone Bayern, but it might might be the toughest of them all. And it's it sucks to say that because this is the year we keep our superstar. Aubameyang isn't leaving. Last year we lost Hummels, Gunmagan, and Mkhitaryan. So you'd wanna you wanna be optimistic and you wanna say that yes we can beat Bayern, but it's really tough. It really is tough, and our defense is a bit concerning. So I'm not gonna go out and say we're gonna win the league. Who knows? We could. Uh, Dortmund's a great team, but. I'm not going to pencil it in yet, just yet. Oh, Mark, I was so hoping you were going to make that Miami white-hot take <laughs> for me. I want to. I want to. There's nothing more I'd love to see than Dortmund win the league. But uh, Bayern are a good team. As much as I do not like Bayern, I still respect Bayern. And until they go down, I'll always say they're going to win the league. All right, our last question before we let Mark go. Mark, who's the one player that everyone should be watching this year? Even if that's a new signing, it's a current player, or a kid coming through the academy, who's the one player that is in your eyes, you need to watch this guy, this guy's phenomenal, this guy's got amazing upside. That's a tough question. Yeah. Or give me, give me, your, t- give me, give me your three, give me your three, give me your three then. I'll give you three. Give me three. I'll give you three. I mean, one's got to be Dembele. I mean, if you're not saying Dembele, then you don't know football, I won. Uh, two, just because of that connection. I mean, Christian Pulisic, how good he is. He's American. And he he really is a talent. He's not just us Americans saying, oh, an American. No, like, if you put any other nationality in his transfer market profile, he'll be still this good and still this promising. So you got to watch out for him. But then I'm really excited personally for Mahmoud Dahoud. Uh, that is a void that we have not been able to fill since Gulmogan left that that creator, that box-to-box mentality, but you can, you're can you still talented enough to create and still go back on defense. You can do it all. And that's something Dorman has really, really missed, whether it's been him out injured or him leaving the city. And I really think we finally have a player to fill that void and to take the, the throne from Gundogan because that would really is a good player. And just from seeing the preseason game yesterday, you see that flair that he brings, that he provides, that he wants to make an impact every time he touches the ball. And I think that potential midfield pairing of Julian Weigel, Mahmoud Dahoud, and whoever we put alongside, whether it's Kose, Pulisic plays a little more centrally, whether it's Castro, I think that midfield trio is going to do really well because the problem last year was we had Weigel on the ball, but we couldn't transition at the offense a lot because we missed a player like Gumagam that could do that. And I think Mahmoud Dahoud will slot in perfectly. He'll give us what we need. He'll give us that flair entertainment factor, and I think he's really one to watch out for. And Felix Paslak, if he plays. Oh, Felix Paslak. T- t- tell us a little bit about Felix. You brought him up. Uh, I love Felix. I love Felix. He came out the same year as Pulisic. He hasn't gotten the same opportunity as Pulisic because of Pisek's dominance in that right-back spot ever since he's came in. But I do think that Pisek is getting a little up there in the age, 
And I really do think that if Pasquak gets the time, he will break out, especially in the Bosch system, in the system that he likes his fullbacks to go up, bomb up the pitch. And you saw that with his transition of daily sink grabbing from a attacking midfielder to a left back last year. And you see, you know Pasquak, you know his abilities. He is going forward. He's exceptional going forward. He's an attacking fullback. And if he can get that shot, I think he'll turn it into something that he will never forget, and he might cement that starting right-back spot after Pishek, but like I said, that's if he gets that opportunity, which is a big if. Make sure you check out BVB Buzz. Uh, we did a nice profile article on Felix. I mean, this kid's got so much upside. There's a lot of people that have been talking about him. I don't want to use the pun, but everyone's been buzzing about the potential that he does have. <laughs> He has such great upside, he has a great mentality, and he's got potential to be an international fullback if he chooses to go that route, and he really puts his head down, and he really puts, you know, he he grinds it out, but he does got the talent, he does have a lot of great stuff, and we want to thank Mark for joining us today on the BVB Buzz podcast. For those pleasure, that- sir. For those of you that want to get in touch with him and have a good conversation, he's really great. He did a Champions League uh, best 11 final. If you had to do a final today and you had to pick current players, he did a great little poll question, a uh, Twitter question, and it really took off. A lot of great uh, commentary came out of that. A lot of interesting takes were, were made on that. So make sure you follow him at 1909Miami on Twitter. Mark is one of the better ones on Twitter as well. Very engaging, very entertaining. Thank you, sir, for the kind words. Oh, it's it's yes, just we, it's... we want to make sure we we get everyone as involved as possible because I know as before I started this page, I, I would love to inter- interact with people that were more knowledgeable about Dortmund and had all that info. And mm-hmm. seeing that I was in that position, I love to just talk to whoever about soccer. That's mm-hmm. something I love. I love football and I love talking to people from around the world. So. Feel free to get in, in, involved with the page. You can always add us. We'll always answer back. And, yep, I hope you guys enjoy it. I want to say a special thank you to Mark for joining me today on the BVB Buzz podcast. As I mentioned in the podcast earlier, we talked about some great articles on BVBBuzz.com. So please check them out on the website or go on their Twitter feed, which is always cracking with great content. Great interaction. So if you're a Dortmund fan and you really like to have conversations with other Dortmund fans, please check out that page. There's so many great Dortmund fans that get involved with BVB Buzz on Twitter and doing contribution work for them as well. So please do what you can. Like, rate, and review this podcast. If you really like the Dortmund podcast and you really like what we're doing, please let us know. Uh, I tried my best week in and week out to get really good guests for this podcast because I know you guys deserve nothing but the best. So I thank you so much for all of you that have come out and said some really kind words to me. I really do appreciate it. I do really appreciate all the great reviews that we've been getting as well. Uh, We're a week away from playing Bayern. Uh, Obviously, Mark was playing it down, saying it's just a glorify friendly. I want to beat Bayern every single time we face Bayern. So please go out. Support your club, support your Dortmund, and make sure you go out and give me a like, rate, and review. Give me the best rating possible. And thank you guys for listening to another edition of the BVB Buzz Podcast.